there can be moments where it's getting really tough, where you don't have the feeling that you make much progress because it's going on slow, but maybe you're on an upward slope of this mountain and you just need to put in the effort, just stick there and don't give up. And then afterwards, there will be greater times again. Hello and welcome to the PyBytes podcast, where we talk about Python, career, and mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Julian Sequeira. And I am Bob Beldebos. If you're looking to improve your Python, your career, and learn the mindset for success, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the PyBytes podcast. This is Bob Beldebos, and I'm here with... Robin Beer. Hey, Robin. Nice to have you back. How are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, so I uh, had the triathlon uh, at the weekend, um, a bit tired due to that. A lot of heat is here in Europe at the moment. Uh, otherwise, uh, feeling really good. And triathlon in this weather, you're a hero, man. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Far> insane. <laughs> so everybody, we had Robin uh, back on the podcast at episode 20 a long time ago. So uh, yeah, today's catch up see uh, how Robin has evolved his Python and career, his uh, interesting life in a cure, uh, the battery intelligence startup, and of course, some more Python and books and all the good stuff. So Robin, welcome again. Uh, what happened since last time? Uh, maybe we start with uh, PDM or where do you want to start? Yeah, uh, PDM is a good uh, point to start, I guess. So um, last time I also talked about, and Julian had a lot of good questions about how PDM helped me on my journey. And uh, I'm really happy and grateful that I'm now able to help others on their journey in my function as a PDM mentor. So yeah, I guess from mentee to mentor, um, also trying to forward the good lessons that Bob and, and Julian have taught me and help people on their way to master python awesome man congratulations yeah you're effectively a pdm mentor right now a few weeks ago we uh, put you guys on the pdm page and uh, that was really a proud moment for us as well that we're now officially a team and uh, yeah so first of all thanks for your contributions helping our clients uh, that has been amazing do you want to maybe give a highlight how it has been so far and uh, what you have learned Yes, for sure. So on the one side, it's um, similar to the lessons I also learned with Acure, um, just uh, stepping into this role of um, yeah, really teaching other developers and, and forwarding knowledge or skills or experiences that I have uh, had myself, um, also with a, within the PDM program, but also outside. And um, yeah, also just uh, taking this um, reviewing perspective, right? It's a sim similar to code development in general, um, I still contribute. So I also still write my code on my own, but I also do reviewing work. And he is also just stepping into this uh, different perspective. And uh, highlights were certainly that uh, some of the participants really uh, nailed it, really made breakthrough changes in their lives and uh, had uh, huge um, improvements in terms of the work quality, but also the salary and other um, conditions. So that is just really amazing to see that we can have such an impact and uh, that I can have such an impact. And uh, yeah, that some of the things that we teach seem to really work well for uh, the clients. So that's also always good. And then to see that the value that I got out of the program and that helped me, that I can also now forward it. Sitting on the other side right now. Cool. Yeah. And lifting people up, as we like to say, right? And uh, 
Yeah, you also made a note here about PDM for business. Uh, I think you kind of adopted this style, you know, or typical PDM style, JIT learning, uh, deliberate practice inside a cure, right? So maybe just as a refresher, you work for a cure, a battery intelligence startup. Uh, what do you guys do? And yeah, then we um, we just go into the rest. <laughs> for sure. So um, yeah, we are a young startup. So uh, founded two years ago, and I'm one of the co-founders. And uh, we leverage the cloud to get insights out of data that has been collected for batteries. And the batteries can be mobile applications, stationary applications, um, and can be large scale or small scale. We have a lot of uh, different applications there. And um, that has been a quite wild journey. So two years ago, I started uh, with a startup and um, back then we were just a couple of people and now we are already uh, more than 40 uh, full-time employees. So um, even more probably it's growing by the week basically. And of course, there's a lot of challenges coming in that. So on the one side, just in terms of handling the data and uh, making sure that all the pipelines are scalable and, and that the costs are also uh, in a reasonable realm. And on the other side, also just in terms of the team, because we uh, have grown significantly and do documentation and communication become more and more important. So uh, there's been a lot of restructuring and developing uh, going on. And that's something that is a current effort, basically. And um, in that realm, I have also, uh, similar to the PDM program, grown from, yes, a single contributor, managing myself and maybe one or two others to um, maybe managing a team and, and more and thinking more on the higher level as well. So that has been quite interesting journey and a lot of growth for me personally. Awesome. So yeah, a couple of follow-up questions right there. So uh, you told me about the terabyte to petabyte data wrangling. So so what, what about that? That that sounds challenging. Can you expand a exactly. bit on that? Yes, exactly. So um, of course, I cannot go too much into the details. Uh, um, can't tell about the secret sauce and so on. But it's basically just uh, there are thousands of batteries out there and or like for the large scale applications that not so many uh, large scale uh, systems, but they have themselves thousands of cells and um, therefore bring a lot of data and uh, we need to monitor that. So therefore we need to somehow get the data from the cloud from their um, yeah, data collecting services into our uh, cloud. And then we analyze the data. So um, on different frequencies, some of the analysis makes sense on a monthly basis. Some uh, make sense up to a daily or even sub-daily basis. And this itself is a big challenge, right? So especially when it comes to uh, real-time or near-real-time applications, this is um, yeah a lot of a lot of things to handle. Let's say a lot of moving pieces. And uh, yeah, that's just um, in terms of the order of magnitude of what we are talking about is, yeah, we grew from terabyte, let's say in the beginnings to now managing petabyte data. That's amazing. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> seems like a very interesting, challenging environment where uh, performance matters a lot. And yeah, um, so really cool. And, and so you said like you grew from a team of four to 40, like that's that's 10x literally, right? So exactly. Um, that, of course, led into restructuring of development teams, documentation, training engineers. So tell me a bit about that growth process, um, how that went. Yeah. So, um, of course, ideally, we would just uh, want to hire and we are always hiring. So we are also hiring right now. Um, we would ideally hire people that are 
perfectly senior in all the different dimensions, right? So uh, we need uh, ideally the person that is senior battery expert, that is senior software developer, uh, senior data scientist, and so on. But there are not no such humans that are senior in all these uh, areas because they being a senior in one of these areas is already pretty tough. So uh, being a senior in all the three of them is uh, nearly impossible, maybe. So um, whenever we have uh, people onboarded, new team members, uh, we want to make sure that um, we have a good process to bring them um, in all the different areas uh, to the next level uh, so that they can quickly and um, smoothly contribute to our team. And what has helped there is to get some additional sources to um, onboard specific parts. So um, speaking of PDM for business, for example, the idea came up that we could maybe um, uh, teach some of the, uh, not the basics maybe, because most of the time they uh, bring already the basics and Python uh, development and so on, but the next thing. So um, how to really write Pythonic uh, code, for example, and how to write code more efficiently and so on. And there we can really um, yeah, leverage the PDM for Business program that we um, are now setting up, I guess we can mention already, uh, in which we help uh, companies to um, yeah, basically participate in the program with a team of five to 10, for example, or more. And where then a dedicated senior developer or mentor from PDM can uh, focus to answer all the questions that come up in, in the Python realm that are um, more of the general kind, more of the general Pythonic questions. And this can actually free up a lot of senior developer time in the company. So for us, that was at Acure, uh, we, we were also senior developer time limited, of course, as, as I mentioned already in the first time, it's, all, it's constant resource scarcity because we grow the number of people, but we grow also the number of customers and the number of products and so on. So there's always a, a scarcity, let's say. And the senior developer time is the most um, valuable often. often. And if we can just save some of that time um, by saying that some of the things that you need to learn about Python and that are important for us uh, to bring the people on a level that is in, in terms of Python sufficient, um, that if we can ex externalize that, that is amazing because then our senior developers can focus on the questions that the PDM mentors cannot answer. And that's already a, another level. Um, and that's the idea of the PDM for business. So what, what came up, uh, because I was basically saying, hey, uh, Bob, can we not uh, somehow leverage this uh, and, and um, fill in this gap? Because we can imagine that a lot of companies have these uh, issues and uh, we might have a solution for that. Yeah, I'm actually hearing it quite a lot that um, engineers are just super busy, right? Especially senior engineers having more responsibility, more more tasks, right? And yeah, there's not really time to train junior developers. Um, hence, they get lost, and you know it's 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 a huge cost because I think we spoke about this, right? Like, the more streamlined your onboarding process is, the sooner you get the juniors into a mid-senior level, the more effective, obviously, your team is becoming, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm happy that you brought it up. Also, I think you guys use the platform, right? That every engineer has to first get the orange belt. So 100 points, so 30 or so exercises. And so, yeah, that, that's really nice to hear. Cool. Uh, yeah, interesting. And thanks for sharing that that insight into what you guys do. And uh, yeah, also good to know that you're hiring. So uh, if software developers, especially with an edge for data are interested, um, well, we will put your contact details below. You obviously also are in our Slack, so 
that people can reach out to you. Yeah, uh, looking forward to uh, getting in contact with you. So uh, let's pivot into some more tech stuff. Like uh, Julian is not here, so I can uh, I can really do that this time. We don't need too much mindset today. Uh, so Python-wise, there are some libraries you mentioned that you're currently learning or using at work. Um, Fast API, Coiled, Prefect. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, exactly. So um, on the one side, just uh, of course, we are always trying to stay up to date with the cutting edge of Python and um, always also uh, trying to use the newest features from the newest uh, releases in the Python 3 uh, realm, let's say, and, and to get the development in the on the most Pythonic way possible. And uh, these packages that you just mentioned were some that I have also already talked about in last uh, calls in the code clinic and so on. So if you're interested in more detailed information there, like uh, just um, uh, check out our YouTube channel or in our PDM program, there will be more things about that. Um, and uh, yeah, basically uh, we have used some of these tools uh, in, at work. Some of the things I've just explored also on the sidelines uh, in my private time. And um, we have moved from some of these solutions that we used early on to quickly bootstrap things um, to more um, bare metal, let's say, solutions with AWS and so on. And for other things, we have gone deeper into the uh, technologies. So I can't uh, tell too much about that because there's also some uh, of, the, of the secret sauce that we have of how we manage data and bring it to scale. But um, I also have a colleague that um, presented some of the work that we do there in respect to Coiled, uh, how we run things on Kubernetes clusters and so on in public. So that can also, also be found elsewhere. And um, yeah, basically what is really interesting in that is that there are all these problems that only come up when you go to the next scale, right? So you start something and then you come up, you identify a couple of problems and you need to work them out. And then uh, when you have worked out them and you scale up more, then the next problems arise. And that's just a process of constant uh, re-evaluation and iteration. And um, yeah, the new customer request comes in, for example, and the new um, requirement for how we do things. And then it's good to be flexible to adapt to the situation and have a team that can actually find solutions and, and, and implement something new quickly because it understands the underlying um, technologies from the fundamentals to, to the high level. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's something I can say. And just in general, I also like to look into tools like Fast API, um, Typer, or um, like here mentioned called Prefect, Dask, um, because I really like how in, in the Python world, things can be done really easily and it looks really elegant. Um, and you can leverage a lot of yeah, cloud power, for example, uh, with a fingertip, basically. So that, that's pretty nice. And uh, we also try to bring some of these new Pythonic uh, design patterns into our code uh, as much as possible. Of course, it's also code that needs to run in production. And so we don't want to too, too often breaking changes. Yeah, maybe that answers that question. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good reminder that there are so many great libraries out there. Um, that's almost a crime not using it, right? Like another shout out <laughs> uh, deserves Rich, like Rich for for terminal for command line applications. Um, such elegant interfaces. Um, it's it's really a joy, and and what makes Python so nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, then I have a, a more generic question. Like, so you've you've seen close by both in PDM and in a cure developers scaling up from junior to senior, right? So can you mention maybe two or three critical skills that can take junior to more to a more senior level? Mm -hmm. 
For sure. So on the one side, of course, in the beginning, uh, when uh, colleagues, new colleagues, team members start um, and they have a rather junior skill and that can be in any di dimension. So be it development um, or developer uh, or um, expert in, in the field in battery, for example, in our case, um, or also data science, um, there is knowledge and it can be, for example, applied, but maybe the making of a decision of which algorithms to use or how to approach a problem and so on, maybe that's not yet so developed. So just in general, this um, possibility to solve problems on your own and uh, make these decisions uh, come up, that's definitely one part of the uh, seniority. Um, another part is first you start as a con contributor and um, when you create a new merge request, for example, then there are a couple of things that you didn't, uh, did, didn't do perfectly yet. Nobody does, but um, the the level on which things might not be um, in the clean state that we would like it to be when it gets merged, um, yeah, might be on a certain level. And when you go into this more senior role, then it's such a good level um, that basically there's not much need for re for reviewing actually anymore. And that's also the state where we then uh, already, and that can be very in, very soon in the process, so maybe after a couple of weeks or several weeks already, that we say, hey, you can now also take a reviewer role. So you review the code of other people. And that would be an intermediate step, let's say, so that uh, team members give feedback for each other and say, hey, this could be improved, or this is not yet totally intuitive or explicit enough for me. Um, always thinking about the Zen of Python, of course. And so this is another pivotal thing where, where it's changing from contributor to reviewer. And then, of course, uh, very when you can say that the person is really already senior, then you maybe even say, hey, you can get the maintainer role and you you get the uh, power to click on the merge button or do the get this approval rule uh, set up. And um, of course, for that, you need to know Git skills, uh, GitLab, merge requests, uh, reviewing and uh, all the fine um, details. and company specific could be also that uh, one company does things in one way another in another way and there are a lot of things to know in between and this is just something where you need to be uh, i guess a, a certain time in the company be curious ask a lot of questions get more and more um, to know all the yeah details of how the different processes work so that you have always everything in mind and not just yours your code lines and so on and these are also things that just need time also, of course, and effort to uh, really uh, use the tools on a daily basis and therefore um, have this overview of how the things are influencing each other. And uh, with that, then in the merge request review, you can give really good comments and explain things of how it works like this or like that and what to do best. And this would be also a sign of seniority. Um, and that's also something that is in flux, of course. So uh, company code develops and you need to always be um, aware of what are the recent developments. So just because you're um, senior doesn't mean that you can also improve uh, or uh, contribute perfectly. If you're, if you're not um, putting in the effort constantly, then uh, code might develop and you need to catch up again at a later stage. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I really am hearing two things, right? Becoming autonomous, finding solutions um, yourself, and the code reviewing being fundamental, going from being code reviewed to becoming a reviewer to even more like controlling the release cycle and being able to merge in branches and, and code reviews, right? Exactly. Um, one question, final question on that one then is like growing as a Python developer into a more senior role, 
we increasingly see that you have an influence in saying in the design process, right? Like designing new features, architecture, and and you have been transitioning into that, right? Any any tips how to get better? I mean, I think that just goes with experience and getting to know the solution overall better. But are there certain things, especially around the design and architecture, that have helped you get there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so on the one side, I think it's just the things that I mentioned always, right? On the Just build your own tools because then you will come up with all the problems that you have to solve. Um, if you set up Autodox, uh, if you haven't done it once, you know what I mean, that there are a lot of uh, small things to, to keep in mind. And it's just a lot of knowledge that is not um, written down perfectly somewhere. So you just need to build something to understand it. Another thing is also certainly to just read source code because uh oftentimes i me also still i'm wondering how to do it best and so on and it helps to just look into source code um in our realm where it's a lot of with data it's for example how does pandas do things how does uh dask or um other tools do do things um or how do um yeah libraries that are really cutting edge when it comes to new python features how do they leverage them um, and that's also something I think where uh, like type annotations and what uh, yeah Sebastian Ramirez does is really interesting. And, and uh, this is something where some also some senior developers have more time to really go into this or take the time and the free time to dive deeper into these concepts. Um, and others are really busy with the day-to-day -day business. So then it's good that there are some tools or packages in the Python world, which you can have a look at where things are done very clean. And then you can just take a couple of them and put them into your code base. And when it comes to the reviewing skills, of course, just contribute uh, merge requests. So the more you contribute and uh, the more effort you put in, the more it will be also seen in the company that, hey, this person already writes clean code and, and everything. So we can maybe just give him the responsibility because I think in good environments, you will get responsibility soon to take over this role. And uh, then you will learn also just in this process. So... Yeah, I'm not sure depending on the depending on the company you may be even just maybe also go forward and ask if you could uh, give reviewer um, merge request reviews or if you can take this role uh, and just ask hey I guess I'm not yet there but what do I need to improve on so that I would be there uh, and then maybe you just get very concrete feedback and, and then you know what you can work on. So maybe also in that case, some mindset, at least even Julian is not there, maybe dare to ask. Uh, yeah, let's get back to the mindset eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but you're right. Uh, just being proactive about it, right? Don't just sit and wait and wait till you get asked. No, you mm -hmm. and, and you know, you're never ready. So it's always scary, but um, yeah, yeah. ask for more responsibility. That's usually the trick, right? <laughs> And I think, I mean, I mean, theoretically, senior developers uh, want that, right? They, because they have a lot of things to do and they would be happy to give some responsibilities away. Um, there might also be the tendency that uh, senior developers uh, feel like they are the only ones that can manage this problem and have the overview. And therefore, it's just good to show that uh, you also have quite some overview and then ask what you what might be your blind spots so then the senior developers can say hey this or that is something i think uh, you are not aware of yet and it's a complexity and then you can say okay i want to learn about it and until uh, yeah the senior developers really feel comfortable on giving some responsibilities to you which is a great feature which is a great feature of uh, code reviews right like uh 
but for that you need to contribute you need to come to the table with code and then you can receive the feedback and really grow yeah, yeah. <laughs> refer back to pdm because uh, sometimes uh, in the work environment also the senior developers don't have the time to give that feedback it's some extra burden and so on and then it can be good to have a program like pdm where you get the space and where you can take the space on your own in your private time and there are dedicated mentors that are paid to take the time for you so um, it's something a little bit different than in a company for example where this is an extra thing that you're not necessarily paid for so it's something that's always between the lines of um And if the company culture is good, then people take the time and are happy to uh, give you feedback. But if the company culture is maybe not so good, then it's not the case. And then uh, you're rather left alone. So that's, a, I think, a great um, point about PDM. Uh, even if the company culture is good, uh, sometimes everybody might be a little bit overwhelmed and is not able to, to provide what they would like to provide. Cool, cool. Well, we can talk for hours. Uh, thanks for sharing all these tips, uh, uh, I think. Our audience will really enjoy that. Lastly, a win and one or more books you're reading. Yes. So I guess we already mentioned it in the beginning of the uh, podcast episode. So I uh, recently made it to triathlon actually two days ago on Sunday. So that was quite good for me because uh, it was something that I always wanted to do and finally just uh, booked an event and then I didn't train as much as I wanted for it, <laughs> but uh, it's fine. I mean, you can sometimes you just need to make the first uh, make the first step, jump in the cold water, as, as we said out in the last episode. And there was a specifically tough situation was like a um, slope of nine percent degree for four kilometers, and it was just like just put in the effort. Like you need to constantly survive, and then after 30 minutes it was over. Um, and I think that's something that also can occur in the developer. A journey right there can be moments where it's getting really tough where you don't have the feeling that you make much progress because it's going on slow but maybe you're on an upward slope of this mountain and you just need to put in the effort just stick there and don't give up and then afterwards there will be greater times again so uh, that, that was a nice reminder of mine on, on top of that it was in the alps so in south of germany with a great view and so on so that was nice making the pain a little bit less hurting <laughs> Yeah. nice nice again mindset <laughs> yes exactly and uh, what are you reading um i just started reading about uh mastering bitcoin and also mastering ethereum so uh, very technical books about uh crypto about how bitcoin actually works and um this also always has been a topic for me that i wanted to look into but uh work and other things were more important and now i just said okay let's let's just read this and I think this is really interesting for us developers because it looks from it on, from the technical perspective. Uh, and then if you have understood how it works on the technical side, then you can make your own um, thoughts on uh, and opinions on uh, whether you think it works or not or what can, what it could be useful for. So looking forward to dive deeper into that end. Yeah, if you find a use case, then uh, happy to have you back to talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's just like this curiosity of understanding how things fundamentally work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's uh, fascinating. Um, I actually started reading a security book, not because it's the main thing I do, although I think security is a topic that developers kind of should know the basics of. I kind of remember the title off the top of my head, but it really dives into how things work, and that's kind of fascinating. So, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing those. Something that's for me interesting is, and it comes together and from all the different dimensions is this decentralization effects right so uh bitcoin also and cryptocurrencies and then in general crypto 
have this uh, also this possibility of um, allowing more decentralized organization. Uh, similar in the energy system, right? We briefly talked about it in the last episode. Uh, the renewable energies and so on also have this possibility that you can build up things from the small scale, let's say. And I think PDM is also such a possibility that if we have a lot of builders and, and entrepreneurs and people who want to build stuff with software or otherwise uh, and just bring things forward, then this is making me hopeful for the future. So, yeah, I contribute on all these dimensions. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, Robin, thanks uh, for being back. Any any final words or shout out, things you want to share? Maybe how can people best reach out to you? And yes, so um, I would uh, like uh, like love to hear from you on Twitter, for example, or just via the PyBytes Slack channel. It's also a great option. And I haven't been uh, updating my website a lot in the past year. I was really busy. So I may re-ramp that. But uh, for the moment, I guess Twitter is the best way to reach me. Sweet. Cool. We'll link all that in the show notes and uh, yeah, keep up the great work. And, and thanks for uh, taking the time today and share all these insights with us. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me again and uh, looking forward to maybe seeing you again in the near future. And for people who want to check out the previous episode with Robin, that was number 20. And other than that, thanks for listening and we will be back next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more from us, go to pybyte slash friends. That is pybit.es slash friends and receive a free gift just for being a friend of the show. And to join our thriving Slack community of Python programmers, go to pybytes slash community. That's pybit.es forward slash community. We hope to see you there and catch you in the next episode.